cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And today we're talking about the highest rated movie, I suppose, in the Highlander series, which is the first one. Highlander. Highlander. Yeah, Highlander. This movie came out in 1986, has 7.1 stars. That's disgusting, everybody, but okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. So you said 80, 86? 86, the year you were born. There were other movies out, folks. You guys know that. You guys knew that other movies came out, right? I actually, we did not discuss this beforehand, or if we did, it was a while ago. What's your experience with this franchise? I'm like familiar. I was familiar enough with like the theme of it. Okay. I knew about you know there having to chop off people's heads and oh. absorbing the powers, and mm. there only being one. But hey, you've never seen any. But of I'd them? never seen any of them. Okay, there are five films. And one animated film and three television series in the Highlander franchise. I don't know why. Um, I, I did not count the TV series when talking about this. Yeah, if you if you were to ask me, strictly based on this movie, hey, was this movie good enough to spawn a, a <laughs> multi-movie franchise, mm. including multiple television? Like, no. No, I won't say it's the worst movie to have done something similar, but I certainly would not have expected it from this. I'm just like genuinely confused, I think. So I'll say my experience with the Highlander franchise was there was a bit. Now, please remember, I was like 14. And back then, I really thought Dane Cook was funny. Okay. And he had a joke where he yelled, there can only be one Highlander. And that's all I knew about Highlander. Um, I, for some reason, maybe they came out around the same time. I mean, they were both before I was born. But I thought this movie was just like Braveheart. Because, mm. I don't know, they were Scottish people. Yeah, Scottish. And that's all I knew about it. So, like, when, I'm, when I started looking at the movie and I saw people, like, with cars, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I, I, I had no idea. Now, here's the real question. Mm-hmm. Having just watched the movie, uh-huh. do you know anything additional about Highlander <laughs> that you didn't know before? I, I do, but it took us a disgusting amount of time to realize that Highlanders weren't what the immortals were called. <laughs> they just called this one guy the Highlander because he was immortal from Scotland. And that's it. But there's so much that's not explained, which I can get on board with sometimes, but it, it doesn't work in this case. There were other movies at the time that had this similar vibe. RoboCop, I would say, which seems like bananas to say this had a similar vibe to RoboCop, but it kind of does. Substantially better film. Yeah, it would be like if RoboCop took itself very seriously. It did kind of feel like that, which could be really funny sometimes. It wasn't funny. I was just so at, like, I couldn't get into it. Anyway, this movie opens up with some opening text. I don't know what it said. John, do you have an explanation for it? It seems like really generic, like, long ago, this is a movie. You're about to watch a movie. God, I really it's about hope they people. explained everything that you <laughs> had questions did- <laughs> about. No! And you just didn't read it. <laughs> well, did you? I wasn't taking notes. So you read the text. No, because I didn't. Ha- I knew that you'd be taking notes, and I wouldn't have to. No bullshit, John. I was distracted because it. More importantly than the text it opened mm-hmm. up with, it opened up with Queen. Yes, which was like 
a real flex, especially since the song it opened up with is an original song uh-huh. that Queen wrote for this movie. So immediately I was like, all right, well, we're off to the fucking races. This movie's going to blow I... me the fuck away. I know. It really, that was a bad mistake on their part, like a really bad mistake. Because I was hyped because like this epic 80s music starts playing. It's a Queen original song. It's a great fucking song. And then we hover over this wrestling match. It pans over to this very unimpressed man who's like having some flashbacks that I guess are more interesting than the wrestling that's happening. And already I was like strapped in like, yes, this seems like it's going to be campy and fun. I'm good. This doesn't last long. I feel like him having flashbacks of like an actual battle in Mm. Scotland while watching wrestling is what like wrestling fans assume it's like <laughs> yeah this is like the equivalent of a fucking brawl in scotland baby <laughs> i i don't think that's true it is honey. okay i know all of them <laughs> so he goes to a parking garage and a very long ridiculous fight scene happens we were mostly talking about beowulf at this time because we had some confusion john was like yeah this actor he was also in beowulf and i was like how or no he no you said he turned down mortal kombat 2 to be in beowulf and i was like those were clearly like 10 years apart but no john was talking about the hit 1999 beowulf film not like the blockbuster film that came out in 2007 uh everyone who is anyone saw that christopher lambert flick (laughs) please someone tell me if you've ever heard of this fucking beowulf movie uh anyway after many many backflips so many backflips so many he couldn't use feet for walkie he had he had to flippy (laughs) it was like a distracting amount of backflips i don't know how else to describe it it was so unnecessary yeah you know how sometimes there's like a fight scene and uh, one person is like throwing punches and the other one's like backflipping to Mm, get away mm -hmm. it's it's like like, overly flashy and and unnecessary but it works yeah exactly um so there was no fight happening like mm, Connor mm-hmm. had been disarmed, was looking for his sword on the ground, and that bitch was just backflipping the whole time. He did like I think twelve to fifteen backflips. Just if I were to estimate. And then he got so far away that when he was done backflipping, he had to walk all the way back, and that was awkward because it gave Connor plenty <laughs> of time to find his sword. This, I'm like I, I can't get over it. Like, and again. If this was leaned into in some way, I think it would have been fucking hilarious, but it was just like confusing. I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, um, our hero decapitates him. Um, He then has an orgasm and makes all the cars move. The biggest orgasm. They're like, Mm -hmm. these cars like oil caps burst and oil sprays everywhere. There's a fire hose that comes off the wall and explodes. The imagery here. (laughs) Not subtle. Like they knew what they were doing, dude. Yeah, uh, and the camera pans up and reveals a medieval scene. Uh, we know now that uh, that was him absorbing the power of another immortal, because that's what happens. Um, anyway, we are, our hero, Connor, is here now in his old... He kind of looks like the Braveheart guy, Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> is it just because he's in a kilt? No, his hair. He oh, like had the okay. hairstyle the same way, right? He did have kind of had the style, same yeah. hairstyle, right? I think that's why I literally thought Highlander and Braveheart were like the same fucking movie for a I long mean, time. Angus is in both movies, I so don't, as I don't the know. right, he's the right hand man to both Mel yeah. Gibson and Christopher Lambert. I don't really remember Braveheart. John made me watch that, and I I didn't care for it. 
I wouldn't say it was better or worse than this one because I don't remember, but... I'd say it was better. I know, because you like that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm reading my notes before I knew anyone's name, and I said, our parking garage orgasm man is here on a horse. Well, that's his name now. <laughs> yeah, No, his name's Connor. Um, this lady of his says goodbye as they head off in the battle. They're all chanting, McLeod, McLeod. That's Connor's name. I guess he's like their hero. They all love him. There's a clear villain on the other side. You could tell because a lot, he has like a lot of skulls and stuff on his clothes. Dark armor. Yeah. A black horse. <laughs> no one will fight Connor except for the skull guy who stabs him immediately. And then he says there can only be one. So did that mean he knows that Connor was an immortal at this time? Why did he just stab him in the stomach and then run away? Uh, he tried. Well. Oh, he, no, he you're right. To, okay. But yeah. Then help he tried. Came. Yeah. So he tried to decapitate him. But um, he gets pushed away, I guess. That seems unrealistic, but whatever. Yeah, like this dude would not. Yeah, he would have just fucking cut. He would have cut through those two assholes. And I, it, anyway, but, but what yeah. else? We flash to the present for a little bit just to see Connor get arrested for some reason, I guess. Also, I just want to say mm-hmm. when that guy challenged him to a fight. So Connor McLeod is kind of built up at this point of being like a big kind of war hero. Oh, it he seems sucks. like he's won like a ton of fights and everything. This dude attacks him. And his first fucking instinct is to just just present his chest and, like, <laughs> drop his guard. How the fuck have you lived through all of the... This is the first time you've been stabbed, Connor? How? I mean, he, I mean, it might be the first time that he's been stabbed. I mean, we do later see him in a montage learning how to fight. So I feel like they made him his war hero and they've never been in a war before. That's true. He just... He, he was the, the best big, at the He games. had the biggest sword. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> Okay, so a sunset and bagpipes means that we're in the past again. Connor is declared dead and his lady cries, which is apparently no good. Someone says he's a Highlander and should not hear a woman crying. (laughs) Back in the present, the police are investigating the body Connor left in the parking garage. They, uh, I thought they were led by this woman, Brenda, but I guess she's just headed forensics. She comes in and finds a sword. It says it's very old and worth much money. She's like a sword expert we see later. I also appreciated that when she got there, the police kind of, not chief, but like the detective on duty said, here's the body. It came disassembled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Connor's being interrogated. They ask him about a similar murder in New Jersey. He has the worst accent. And I thought, I thought at this point, because we don't hear him talk much in the past, so I thought at this point, he's lived a long time, he's absorbed a lot of accents, and now it's like vaguely European-ish, but not really. Yeah, but it's... It's the same throughout the whole movie. It is. It is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just It's just Christopher Lambert trying to sound vaguely non-Christopher Lamberty. It's not even like he's attempting a Scottish accent. Oh, no, not even remotely. No, he sounds... And John and I both thought it, and then John said it, he sounds like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Uh, I you... I couldn't get over it. I really couldn't get over it. And from that point on, all of his actual lines in the movie also just sound like Tommy Wiseau they, lines, yeah. too. I, I think they were ripped right from the room. Or maybe the room ripped them from Highlander. But Maybe Tommy Wiseau is an immortal. Oh, shit. John, throw it in there. Hell yeah, I love it. I, it, I found it to be the most distracting thing about it. We all gave Mel Gibson shit for his Scottish accent, and it's not good, but he's at least trying to do a Scottish accent. I, I, in particular, the scenes in the past when he's surrounded by Scottish people and he sounds like Tommy Wiseau, I can't fucking think, dude. I, My brain short circuits. It's the worst. Like, I'm angry right now. <laughs> 
my favorite bit, and this is like a little bit in the future. Mm. So I'm skipping ahead a little That's bit. That's fine. But it's my Highlander. favorite part in the movie is when <laughs> fucking Christopher Lambert is sitting on a boat. That's Connor. Con- Connor McLeod mm-hmm. is sitting on a boat with uh, Sean Connery, who in this movie is playing a Spaniard. And <laughs> watching watching Connor try to do a Scottish accent and then watching Sean Connery try to hide his actual <laughs> Scottish accent and do a Spanish accent and both of them failing hilariously. So bad. <laughs> if you're going to watch any scene in this movie, <laughs> I would make it the boat scene for sure. Sean Connery just sounds British. It's like, I think that's the only other accent he can do. But the Scottish accent comes through a couple of times, and then he just throws in some words in Spanish sometimes. And those vaguely have a Spanish accent. Kind of. Kind of. Anyway, um, Connor just kind of leaves the interrogation. I'm really confused. Like, can he just legally go? They think he decapitated someone, right? right? Yeah. I think they can hold him for at least, like, 24 hours legally. Probably. Uh, But... Yeah, he gets into a fight with a police officer there because the police officer implied that he actually went into the parking garage to get a blowjob. Oh from, God, from John! I knew you were the make guy this that joke. he ended up killing. And I'm not gonna make the joke. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is that if you're gonna throw in a line about him getting a blowjob from someone that he decapitated, and you're not even gonna throw in a joke about him getting head. Why did you put the line there in the first place? I hate it. Yeah, he literally fights a cop, and they just let him walk out. Get out of here, Nash. Fucking white privilege. You're through in this town. <laughs> so we catch a glimpse, glimpse of Kurgan. He's very much leaning into the 80s punk scene, and I love it. He's the best part of this movie yeah, for is, a little while. He is dialed into the villain aesthetic of mm. whatever era he happens to be in at the given time. <laughs> You're so right. He's like, who are the bad guys in this era? Let's go. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, he puts a sword together and then swings it around for a while and then gets a prostitute like villains do. You know. <laughs> Uh, Connor goes back for his sword in the parking lot as Brenda gets there with a metal detector. They had found something. I think I realized later that they found some kind of metal as some part of samurai sword. And she's like, this should not exist then. And remember, she's sword expert lady. So, yes, they found shards of they they found shards of Connor's sword Mm. in like the victim's like neck and head wound area. I don't know how. Yeah, like. What type of shitty ass sword can cleave straight through a neck, but then also just leave shards of itself everywhere? And then there's shards like in the wall. Like she has a metal detector and she's looking for more shards of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And his sword's very, very old. It's held up this whole time. It's not like if they made a point to say it's falling apart or something like that, sure. But it it makes absolutely no sense how chunks of his sword got into a man that it cleanly decapitated. They made a point to say, like, it cleanly decapitated him. Right? Like, folks, there's only so many times you can sharpen a sword before there's no sword left to sharpen. (laughs) Sharpening a sword is removing bits of the sword. Yeah, you have to get it, like, re-put together. Like, okay, anyway. Uh, Somehow Brenda ends up getting cornered by a Kurgan or whatever, so Connor fights him. They're interrupted by a helicopter. 
So I just want to say, because okay. I wrote down what happened here, and I'm still confused about okay. it. Okay. So it seems like Brenda may have been kind of following um, Connor as he was walking. But she seemed to not realize he was there. She seemed to not realize he was there. But what he did was duck into an alley, mm -hmm. and then he sensed that Kurgan was there, and she he pulled her into the alley with him and was like... <gasps> get down or whatever and then kurgan swung for him mm -hmm. like obviously kurgan was always after him i don't know why he pulled her into the alley to keep her safe he was the target he's the one who just put her in front of him like, nothing what was his plan so much just doesn't make sense i feel like constantly throughout this movie there's like chunks that were cut out that would explain some of the nonsensical shit that people were doing i'm pretty sure but then, or just the way people appear places that they shouldn't be and stuff like that. But then they're cut. And then later we have to sit through scenes of the past that have absolutely nothing to do with the plot at all. I don't know. It's very frustrating. We also, this is the first time that we actually get to see Kurgan fighting, like an actual fight. And just granted, a real, real quick, all the fight scenes are so bad, guys. They are so bad. For, a, so bad. for a movie whose sole focus so is sword fighting. I notice that they're bad. How are they so bad? And like this this guy's been built up as like the perfect warrior. Mm -hmm. Seeing him clumsily swing around this bullshit sword of his and fail to hit an unarmed target was painful. <laughs> it was like when kids play fight with swords. Because when you when you fight with your friends with a sword and you don't know what you're doing, you don't aim for their bodies, you aim for their sword, and that's what it looked like they were doing here. They weren't actually trying to hit each other, they were trying to hit the marks of their swords that they had set up, yes. which obviously they are doing, but you're not supposed to look like that, you fucking dumbass. Yeah, and additionally, like everything that he does in a fight will come up in a training montage <laughs> where Sean Connery's like, never do this, never do this, never do that. In a very good Spanish accent. And Kurgan <laughs> does all of them, every one of them. Mm -hmm. Don't overextend your thrusts. Don't swing too widely. Like, bruh. <laughs> I needed to fill the runtime. It reminded me a little bit. I saw Blade Runner late in life. Don't come for me. I have no roast tinted glasses when it comes to Blade Runner but they hype up Harrison Ford's character as being like this ultimate android hunter and then he gets his shit wrecked like fucking time and time he just sucks so bad throughout that whole movie I fucking hate Blade Runner but yeah it reminded me of that anyway I have the same feelings about Highlander it really was built up for me and it was so disappointing anyway back in the past people are turned off by Connor because he's just up and walking around he gets banished Later, but still in the past, it's five years later, he's with a different lady now, Heather. He's married. Sean Connery appears looking fly as hell. He's the best thing about this movie. I know I said that about Kurgan, but he's a horrible person. But Sean Connery is pretty amazing. Uh, he helps... Why was... Okay, so why does he, like, get struck by lightning here? Connor just gets, like, struck by lightning a bunch. Is that a Highlander thing or a, a, an immortal thing? I feel like it was a... Uh, they said it was the quickening. Um... <sighs> What the fuck is that? You know, it's... Um, no, it's not anything. It, it's, uh... It's the quickening. That's not anything. Uh, uh, the next thing that happened... Oh, okay. He says they're the same. They're brothers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know. Uh, Ramirez, Sean Connery, is also immortal. Um, so later is the boat scene. <laughs> mm. um, 
uh, Ramirez eventually pushes Connor out of the boat so uh, he doesn't have to hear that accent anymore. <laughs> and Connor discovers he can't drown, which he starts like yelling and laughing underwater, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> After a lot of talking, that makes absolutely no sense. Ramirez says that he has to hide his immortal gift until the gathering. That'll happen when there's only a few of them left, and they will all... I don't know. There will be a prize if there's only one immortal left. Yeah, they'll all be attracted to each other. Yeah, they'll start getting drawn together. Sure. We get the best training montage the world has ever seen now. And then Ramirez tells Connor that he has to leave Heather. Um, He explains who Kurgan is. He calls him the Kurgan, which makes no sense. He's from Russia, I guess, because villain, you know? Um, and if he wins the, I, I called it the Highlander fight here because I still didn't realize. I thought they were all Highlanders. No, but if he wins the immortal fight, it will be very bad, bad time, bad news bears. Yeah, because he's the perfect warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Ramirez is having a meal with Heather when Kurgan bursts in. There's this very long fight scene in which the house explodes a lot. Uh, Ramirez loses the fight, and then the house explodes even more. Every time Kurgan's sword hits the wall, bits of the wall fall, but they don't fall out as if they had just been hit by a sword. <laughs> he hits them, and then they fall in as I, if someone was hitting them from the outside. I can't get over Actually, if you're going to watch one scene in the movie, <laughs> maybe this one, because I, I couldn't get through it. I have it no idea. Wild. It was like there was a giant on the outside punching the walls in, but we didn't see the giant. I think if there was like a storm, but that didn't make any sense. I have no fucking idea what happened. And the fight starts with, you know, Sean Connery saying, Heather, run. And then and then the fight takes forever with just shit, like parts of the house just raining (laughs) down. And she just decides not to move the whole time. Yeah, well, you know, women, they're useless. <laughs> Never do what they're told. <laughs> Later in the past, Heather's still alive, though. We get a long montage of Heather and Connor's life together until Heather is old and dies. In the present, Connor meets with another immortal he hasn't seen in a while. I don't get this guy's name. This is completely irrelevant. Uh, we get a very irrelevant, irrelevant flashback. After they meet, he's like, oh, we haven't seen each other in 100 years. So we get a flashback to like the 1800s. And I thought, this is the last time they've seen each other. I don't think the dude was in that scene. It was it was like they thought the scene was really cool and needed to be in there. It was about like uh, Connor was dueling some guy for like insulting the guy's wife. And the guy kept like stabbing him and stuff like that. And obviously he wasn't dying. Ha ha ha. It was very funny. Tee-hee. And then the scene ended. What the fuck was that scene, John? Uh, Why did I have to sit through it? Well, you see. No. Uh, also, I just want to call back real quick mm-hmm. right before his wife died. Sure. And then he he said a real romantic line. Um, <clears throat> oh, gosh. I love you as much as the day I met you. <laughs> John and I called this one out immediately. Because this is like, I feel like things like this are written all the time. That's just not romantic. Right? Like, hey. The second I saw you as a stranger, that's that. I mean, that's we it. spent our whole lives together, and you're just. I guess I like you as much as a stranger now. Still, <laughs> like. it's horrible. Even if you did, okay, let's say you fall in love with someone in a day. That the first time you meet, you fall in love. If that was the strongest your love ever got, that is not a good time. It's a downhill slide. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Good. We peaked at day one. <laughs> uh, so later, Krugan is fighting the friend that that uh that connor had met with 
that has no name. There's another guy with a gun who's watching, and then he runs over and yells at it with his gun. Krugan kills Connor's friend, and then the stranger shoots Krugan a bunch. Krugan stabs him, and then he absorbs Connor's friend's powers. The thing is, the last time we see this friend, whose name I don't know, he's hanging out with Connor, and then randomly he's just fighting Krugan in an alley. And again, there's just, there's something missing here. Why did they have that flashback scene? They should have had a scene where he meets Krugan instead. They set up some sort of fight or some shit. That would have been helpful. It's so stupid. Like, I understand they're going to fight at some time. I assumed he was going to get killed by Krugan at some time, but set it up. What the fuck was that? I'm so pissed. I'm still so mad. So the police talk to the guy who got stabbed and survived. They show him a picture of Connor, but he's like, no, that wasn't him. Back with Brenda, she finds out Connor is very old through science. Oh man. So <laughs> All right. I I uh uh <laughs> so, they, so they they dig a bit and find out that the name that he's using, which was like uh, something Nash. Yeah, I don't remember the first name. Um they find out that that person is actually dead. Mm-hmm. They died moments after childbirth. So that's not this guy's real name. And then this other guy digs deeper, looking at like the the will of the place where Connor's been staying, and realizes like, hey, this will has been transferred, this like deed has been transferred several times, and every one of the names is someone who died shortly after childbirth. And then he looks at the signatures of, <laughs> of all the deeds and uses technology to to nineteen eighty six technology. Yes, it was basically a scantron, um, and was like. <gasps> these are all the same type of signature. You know what you're dealing with? Someone who's been alive since the 1700s. (laughs) Excuse me, my dude? Like, Uh okay, you're right in this instance, but that was a leap. (laughs) So many leaps. You would never, ever leap to that unless you actually physically saw with your eyes some kind of supernatural thing. Right. You would never leap to that ever in your life. The the first leap of like, oh, this is the name of someone who died a long time ago. Can people not have the same fucking name? Like, I don't understand. It wasn't like a weird name. Right. And like- My name was Nash. Yeah. And it's 86. (laughs) Identity fraud is still a thing in 86. Like, it may not be as- you know, as sophisticated as it is now, mm-hmm. but this is a scene I could I could get down with the technology they used in like if the movie were made today, because I think that we would be able to track a lot of that better. That they didn't have this shit, they didn't have the fucking internet in 1986. Mm-hmm. There's no way they would have found all this shit. But still, the leap of this is the same guy who's been alive since the 1700s is fucking buck wild, bro. Like I wow. Anyway, in a church, Connor is lighting a candle for Heather, which she does every year on her birthday, and Krugan visits. He's bald now. I can't look at him anymore. This is like the point. I can't look at him anymore. Bald except for one random strand of hair. (laughs) It's like a rat tail on the side of his head. It's just like a bad shave. And then he put like safety pins on the cut in his neck. But like the makeup's bad. I I think if the makeup were better and it looked more realistic, I might be able to look at it. But the makeup was like flaky and terrible. It was real bad. Yeah. Was, I... He was supposed to be like incognito. Like they'll never recognize me now. But man, mm-hmm. did you make yourself way more noticeable. <laughs> um, he says that the two of them are the only immortals left. Um, there's many theatrics before he finally leaves. Connor just walks out, I guess. I don't know. Like I guess Connor Krugan do. isn't going to fight in a church, which honestly, I don't think that makes sense. I feel like Krugan would probably try to decapitate him in a church. Why would he give a fuck? 
He wouldn't give a fuck, right? No. It makes no fucking sense. He, he licks a priest. I don't understand. I don't understand why what it is with villains and licking people. Yeah. Do bad... Okay, any bad people out there. Hey, hey, bad guys. Do you lick people do just you... like sporadically? And why? Do they taste good? <laughs> My cat licks me. He's not bad. Well, no, he's not. Maybe he's we're no tasty. Pumpkin. We are tasty. <laughs> Maybe people are tasty and we just haven't licked enough of them. Should we start licking people? No, I've got two paragraphs left. So we just got to get through this. <laughs> So Brenda goes to Connor to confront him about being immortal. He makes her stab him, and then it really gets her going. So they fuck. There has been <laughs> zero chemistry. No up chemistry. Until this point. There. Not only has there not been any chemistry, there hasn't been any implication of chemistry. It's not even like they tried to make it happen, and we're like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. They had what could be considered one potential dinner date, which wasn't a date for either of them one was hoping to get information and the other one was hoping to expose the oh, other one i actually skipped that paragraph by accident but it didn't even matter because it had nothing to do with the plot i skipped yeah. a lot of scenes that like, they just like they interacted for like 30 seconds yeah there was there was no hint that there was but, romanticism but john here. he was the main character and he's a man and she was the second main character who is a woman mm -hmm. so they That's have true. to get together that's fair. I didn't mm -hmm. think about it like that. I know. Well, it makes sense then. Uh, yeah, right? It makes sense. <laughs> it was 1986. <laughs> uh, so when she gets home, Krugan is there and takes her on a joyride. How does Krugan know who, where she is? Who she is? Her relationship with Connor? None of this is explained. He Doesn't is, matter. He was following them all day. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. I was started looking at Twitter and he shit. He was poking out of the shadows every now and then like a cartoon <laughs> character. And then Connor would turn around right as he disappeared. So dumb. Uh, also, this joyride lasts so fucking long. So long. He's just like driving in oncoming traffic while she screams. She lost her voice for sure. She might have permanent vocal she damage after must. this. She screamed for like, it had... I mean, granted, it was it was at least a few minutes, but it felt like at least fifteen. But a few minutes, you know, that was a lot of footage and a lot of takes. Yeah, and like fuck. so much screaming. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, he leaves Connor a message to lure him into battle. Clearly, we need to torture a woman to do that. The final battle has a lot of sparks and pew pew sounds. Connor wins. That's all I wrote about the final battle. We can talk about how the fact that they fell through a roof. They fell down, and, 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 and what's her name? Brenda's there. They're, like, all on this roof, and Connor and Krugan fall through, like, this glass ceiling. They fall down to the bottom of a warehouse. It's three stories, roughly. It's very high, it's right? It's tall. I would say it's at least three stories, and then they turn around, and Brenda's also there at the bottom with them, and I could not focus on anything else because how the fuck did Brenda get there? I mean, there are immortals in this world. Maybe there are also X-Men, and she just teleported <laughs> down. At some point, she, like, hits Krugan over the head, and then Connor, like, stops him before Krugan can kill her. And he's like, what took you so long? Or something like that. Implying that it took her a while to get down, but we didn't see that scene. She's just instantly there with them. Yeah, and it was a weird time for... I feel like... I don't know whether this is just a Christopher Lambert thing because I've seen it in a few of his movies where he just will will add in a quip at a weird time <laughs> in a movie where there have been no quips up until yeah. that point. <laughs> and he's not a quip character. That's, I mean, a major problem I have with this movie before we even get to the end. This is the most boring motherfucker on the planet. He's an immortal being from Scotland and he's so dull. 
He's so fucking boring, John. I like can't get over this. Yeah. I wanna I'm angry at anyone who has ever given shit about female characters being bland because you put up with this bull crap and like put it on a fucking pedestal for so long. He has nothing going for him. He has absolutely no pr- I couldn't tell you what he was like. Like I couldn't describe his personality to you. I don't um, know. Stubborn maybe. An immortal. He's an immortal. Bad at sword fighting. Mm-hmm. He's bad at sword fighting. Um and he well he's now won the fight he's the only one uh there can be only one or there can only be one there can be only one it doesn't matter uh absorbing the power means he gets lifted up by some cartoon ghosts yeah and then he falls but really lifted up by ropes which are clearly visible through the whole scene (laughs) he's not exaggerating you can clearly see the fucking wire that he's hanging on um, so Connor and Brenda, Connor and Brenda go back to Scotland. Connor says that he can now hear everyone around the world. He can now grow old and have kids. So now he's just mortal, but he can hear people's thoughts. That's a horrible power. I'd much yeah. rather just be immortal. Enjoy your reward. Yeah. Your head will now be full of the thoughts of everyone in the world. Yeah. Good luck with that, buddy. And then you'll die. They make out the end. So did you like this movie? <laughs> I'm so disappointed, John. I thought this was going to be fun, schlocky 80s goodness. I hear people talk about this movie so much that I just assumed there was some level of quality to it, Mm -hmm. especially because I hear people within the the fighting community talk about it (gasps) and not like, not with the type of disdain that I would expect (laughs) from what I witnessed. It was bad. Um... It was, yeah, it was weird. I would say maybe it was a novel idea at the time oh, that just yeah. like had bad execution. So if you like the idea, I mean, just watch Jet Li's The One. <laughs> it's a very similar thing, but with really cool ass choreographed fight scenes. I assume because it has Jet Li, the fighting would be a smidge better. It was on point. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll have to check that out. I did read on Wikipedia that there was talk of this being remade. I would be interested yeah, in a remake. I'd, I'd watch a remake. Because I do like the idea, but it's so poorly fucking done, like in every aspect. Like, I can't get over it. I did, there were, I'm trying to think of some things I liked. I enjoyed his relationship with Heather, and I like that he stayed with her and, like, had this romance. That was sweet. And that he lit a candle for her every year. Like, I can get on board with things like that. Other than I can't really think of anything else. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Sean Connery's character. You liked him. Oh, yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. The Spanish Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so terrible. So what would you rate Highlander? I would rate Highlander. I, I guess I would. I would start... I'd start out by subtracting every fight scene in this movie. <laughs> so it's already at negative like a thousand. It's a negative a thousand, <laughs> but room to grow. I would add in um, just that great boat scene. Just a mm. bunch of people trying accents on for size that just do not fit. And I would also add the world's crumbliest tower Slash oh house, yeah which i guess they, they lived in there i don't know it didn't seem structurally sound mm-hmm. would not recommend and then i would i guess uh add in some sweet 
sweet fucking queen tunes mm-hmm. which will bring us almost back to zero but just not <laughs> quite i would rate highlander also some sweet 80s music because that was there and some sweet 80s punk fashion mm. i'll add a sean connery and like five lovely shots of scotland because that was pretty sometimes and I'll subtract all logic and reason and some of my sanity. This was three rough weeks in a row. <laughs> what? Blood what? Rain was at least like kind of more fun. Like I laughed a lot during Blood Rain because it was so bad. This I was just like baffled by how bad it was. There was a lot of questions. I just kept yelling questions at my television. I was like an old lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am turning into like your parent who just asks questions throughout the movie, <laughs> but I'm going to justify it by saying I was watching Highlander and it makes no sense. Fair. Thank you. I'm really excited for next week for the lowest rated Highlander. It has like 3.1 stars. Nice. Right. Which means it's probably going to be better. <laughs> I was going to say it can't be. Well, no, I don't want to jinx that. It gonna, can be worse. It can be worse. I was going to say it can't be less coherent, but Ooh, I mean, yeah. that for mm-hmm, sure could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We saw that with that. The prophecy. The prophecy. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, that was Highlander. Thank you for listening. It's been lovely, kind of. Yeah. Well, until next time, watch the best. And save the rest for us. There can only be one. <laughs> Did he jizz at the end? Yeah, that was him absorbing. Oh.